Can I tell you, I bet there are a lot of women who are listening to this podcast. I hope there are people who might find their identities in their careers because we live in a world that tells you, or it seems to, I don't know if it's in my head or if it's, I don't know if it's only me or if it would be some of you, but I feel like the world creates this impression upon us as women that we are somehow more valuable, more uh, worthy, more intelligent, more capable, that we're viewed as those things when we can juggle motherhood and a career and that somehow we would be seen as or equipped, more capable, more more valuable. And that is just absolutely not the case. And then I think that that is not a biblical worldview. And that's what matters. Hey ladies, this is Christy Young with The Gritty Gospel. I'm super excited to be here with y'all again. I kind of want to put myself on blast for a minute because in the uh, the event that any of y'all feel like this and you could identify with how I felt when I was working, I used to think that stay-at-home moms were lazy and unambitious and I wondered what they did with all of their time. And I hope that you can appreciate that I have been so humbled because I work like crazy you know, I feel like 24 seven, except that I do sleep at night some. And so anyway, this life has been crazy and I feel like I work harder now than I've ever worked in my whole life. And so, but I used to believe that stay at home moms were lazy and unambitious and that I don't even know, I wondered, I'm like, do they play tennis all day? Do they work out? Do they go have coffee and lunch? And what do you do all day when you're not working full time? I had no idea. I just had no idea. The Lord had so much to teach me. And then I couldn't see at the time how much pride I had in my job and in the fact that the way I viewed it was I had worked so hard and I had climbed this ladder of success and I I showed it in the suits I wore, in the clothes, the clothes I wore, the car I drove, the house I lived in. Man, there was such pride. Even though at the time too, I was so grateful. I was grateful to the Lord. I remember being grateful to the Lord for allowing me to achieve my dream. But then I also simultaneously, you know what I really think? I really think that God allowed me to achieve that level of success so that I could see ultimately that I didn't want it. So that maybe I could encourage you and so that I could now spend the remainder of my life. So from 27-ish on, 27 years old on, discipling, training, teaching, loving, encouraging other moms to do the same uh, because I had seen what the world had to offer, what I thought I wanted. I climbed to the level of success that I thought that I desired and then I saw that it was empty and that it was really meaningless even though I'm so grateful for all of those people that took me under their wing and taught me and cultivated me as an attorney. But then you know, even as much as I loved them and appreciated them, I was grateful for them. Man, when God calls you to something, you have to be obedient to the Lord. I don't regret at all walking away from my career to jump into this home sphere, home management, loving all my kids, discipling my kids, teaching, training, all the things I'm doing. Oh, it is so fruitful and I get to live for eternity every day and invest in eternal things uh, in my kids' souls every day and in anyone else that the Lord puts in our path. But can I tell you, I bet there are a lot of women who are listening to this podcast. I hope there are people who might find their identities in their careers because we live in a world that tells you, or it seems to, I don't know if it's 
in my head or if it's, I don't know if it's only me or if it would be some of you, but I feel like the world creates this impression upon us as women that we are somehow more valuable, more uh, worthy, more intelligent, more capable, that we're viewed as those things when we can juggle motherhood and a full-time job and a career and that somehow we would be seen as or equipped, more capable, more more valuable. And that is just absolutely not the case. And then I think that that is not a biblical worldview. And that's what matters. That's not, God does not view that is not God's view or God's perspective. The Lord has created us as his image bearers, innately male and female, equally valuable, equally talented, equally gifted, all with the ability to bring God glory, but in our different spheres and in different ways. My encouragement to you is this, even if you've spent your whole life investing in career and education, education unto career, and now you're finally making money, I know in your head you're thinking, like I've worked, I've done all of this that now, oh, there's no way I could walk away from it all. But my encouragement to you, my challenge to you would be, if we believe that the gospel is true, then we are living for eternity. We're no longer living for this life or this world for the here and now, but we are living with a mind toward eternity. And so what matters for eternity? My challenge to you would be, could you fathom releasing the things you've worked for in the flesh in terms of your career so that you could take on things for eternity in your home, things that matter for eternity. That would be my challenge to you. And then to, I think that one of the things that we all have to wrestle with is our value uh, and understanding that it does not come from any, we don't need to be affirmed by the world in what we do. In fact, Jesus said that if they hated him, they're going to hate us also. So we almost need to embrace the fact that we will always feel like exiles in this land. We are nomads, exiles, sojourners is what we're called in scripture. All of these imply that we will always be outliers here. If we have this desire to be a part of the world so much that we concede or that we are disobedient really to what the Lord's called us to in discipleship and in training our kids and in... Uh, I don't know, good works, fruitful labor in Christ, then there's something wrong. Like it spe- that speaks volumes about our faith. I just, I'm so grateful for Paul and his example in scripture and all of his writings and authorship. I'm so grateful because I just learned so much from him. Paul literally had everything going for him in this life. You know, he was well-educated. He was held a prominent position in society. He was not only a Pharisee, but he was in, in the Sanhedrin, like the highest like the highest echelon of the Pharisees. And then he was born of the tribe of Benjamin. I mean, he had everything going for him uh, that one could have had going for him in terms of being able to brag, have bragging rights in, in the society in, first, in the first century. Yet... He laid it all down and considered it all as a loss for the sake of knowing Christ. Okay, in Philippians 3, 4 through 6, Paul describes all of the benefits he had from his birth and in society. And scripture says this, Paul had every reason for confidence in the flesh. He was circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law of Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, he was blameless. 
He was well-educated, highly respected, and had every reason to boast in the flesh. But this is what he said. Yet whatever gain I had, I counted as a loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish. In order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ. Literally, Paul had an interaction with Jesus that forever changed the trajectory of his life. He stopped doing the things he was doing and living the life he was living, and he went to the Gentiles to preach the good news of the gospel. And yet he had, from our perspective, he was born into the family that had a lot of wealth. So this is me putting my own spin on this, okay? It was as if Paul came from money. He had a a career that was amazing. He made a ton of money. He held great positions. Uh, He had literally everything going from him from a worldly perspective. He had a nice house. He drove a nice car. That's kind of how we would look at it nowadays. And yet he laid it all down. He walked away from it all because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, his Lord. He considered all that he previously had as loss compared to Christ. I just think that's beautiful. And it's such an encouragement and challenge to us today because so often we are pursuing all of those things. And we may be neglecting the things of Christ. So it just, it deserves, it's worth examining yourself and examining your life to see, do you follow in the pattern of Paul who would lay down everything to be able to pursue Christ and pursue the things that Christ has called you to? Or are you still desiring to pursue the world? Sisters, what do we have to gain from and to learn from him? He literally had everything going for him and laid it all down after he encountered Jesus to spend the rest of his life being abused and thrown in prison and hurt and stoned and beaten. I mean, everything that could have happened terribly to him. He just endured every kind of abuse because he knew Christ and desire to live for Jesus. Be encouraged if that is what, if the Lord is calling you home and to lay down career so that you can be engaged in discipleship and in good work, fruitful labor for God's kingdom for all of eternity, then man, so be it. And I just want, I just want to encourage you. I'm proud of you for even wrestling with it, thinking about it. And just be aware. All of us need to be aware that we can all make an idol of the American dream. And somehow what started out as something so good a good work ethic, a desire for education. All those are great things. And I'm super thankful that for education because it allows us to read and to write. We can read the word of God. We can write. We can share the gospel. It gives us the means by which we can go out into the world to speak truth. So I'm super thankful for education. I just think the problem is we all need to make sure that education and career stay in their places and they don't subsume the role that God should be fulfilling in our lives. They cannot take over and become the prominent thing in our lives. Once that has happened, we've created an idol of something and we need to call it out, become aware of it, and be able to knock it back down the priorities and make sure that our priority list and make sure that God stays at the top. And those things that God would call us to do as our primary ministry. Paul encourages us in Philippians. 
He says, For I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. My hope for you and for me, sister, is that we would learn to be content whether we have little or much, and that that our, my hope too is that our discontentment would not drive us to stay in bondage to our careers. My hope is that our appetites for newer, nicer things would not drive us to have to be slaves to career or to the American dream in order to pay our bills or to get out of debt because we have lacked self-control in our spending. Here's really the bottom line. If we, as wives and mothers, if we desire to bring God glory with our lives, then our best energies should not be invested in our careers or in other commitments outside of our homes, but really our best energy should be devoted to our husbands and to our kids. If we devote the majority of our time and our resources to our career with only meager leftovers for our families, then something's wrong. Our priorities are out of whack and we need to examine them. Finally, we can easily waste our lives desiring to impress or please man. And so I also want to call that out. I want every one of us to examine our hearts and to make sure that we do not live with a desire, a prominent desire to please or impress man. That necessarily calls us to examine how we live our lives and how we spend our time and our resources. John 12, 43 says this, he warns us that there have been those who loved the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. And so ladies, let us not be women who love the glory that comes from man more than we love the glory that comes from God, because that is a wasted life. I, know, I do not want to spend my life aiming to please and impress man. That is a wasted life. My prayer really is that our secular work, you know, if we need to work outside the home, then my hope is that that work would provide for our families, help to sustain our families to meet their basic needs, but that we would never become preoccupied with that or that we would single-mindedly pursue that work. And that it, my hope is that it would not uh, preoccupy us and keep us distracted from the mission field that we have in our homes. All right, ladies, that's it. This is Christy Young with The Gritty Gospel. I love y'all so much, and we will talk again soon.